Greetings, outcasts, freethinkers, narrative questioners, dot connectors, and genuinely open-minded and outright curious inhabitants of whatever realm we exist in at the moment. You are about to embark on another free first hour episode of The Notes. If you find yourself wanting to dig deeper and have the desire to join the conversation during our monthly Melt meetups, you might want to consider becoming a monthly subscriber. For as little as three lousy Babylon hokey pokey tokens per month, you can have access to full-length, early, and exclusive episodes. Just visit patreon.com slash themeltpodcast or click the link in the episode notes to set the process in motion. It's simple, painless, and very well might make you feel tingly inside. So without further ado, please enjoy the show! This is Hunter Muse. And this is Chris Snipes. And you are listening to The Melt. that sometimes when we are faced with events and situations that seem out of our control but at the same time seem to demand that some sort of action be taken it can cause one to feel first helpless and then hopeless and as any reality co-creator knows we all affect our reality in intrinsic ways but that it sometimes is hard to know in what way to go about it Intention is very powerful, but it can seem insignificant against, say, a sky blanketed with chemtrails, climate manipulation technologies, and the ubiquitous 5G towers that we're seeing all over the place. I have also been in the place of feeling helpless and hopeless myself. And then one day I was listening to THC and Greg was interviewing a guy named Mitch the Orgone Donor. I originally downloaded the episode because his name had the word orgone in it, and I'm so glad that I did because that's when I learned about tower busting, a practice that uses devices inspired by Wilhelm Reich's research to transform the deadly orgone radiation, say, coming from a 5G tower, to positive orgone radiation. I immediately love the anarchic spirit of gifting the earth with objects that one can make by themselves that help to restore balance to the ecosystem. Well, I asked Mitch to come on the melt and he's here today to have a chat with us. I start off the conversation by asking Mitch what put Wilhelm Reich on his radar. Yeah, for for myself, um, I think it was sort of in the way someone might reverse engineer something. 
it's it was really diving into geoengineering that certain terms began crossing my radar. Uh, everybody has their wake up moment or moments. Every you know, I, I actually have a glitch time stamped in my brain of the day that I knew something. I'm like, I don't get to go back after this, and mm. it opens up a floodgate, and everyone then starts researching. So, mm. as fa- as far as coming across Reich's work, it was knowing that something was wrong. Uh, while at the same time, just kind of looking around and seeing like, well, why there, there are all these agendas, whether it has to do with the war or it has mm. to do with money, it has to do with some form of control. And the common thread I kept finding as I connected all these things I was learning with geoengineering was that there was an energetic component to mm. this. And in, in I started hearing about the term etheric and I was looking into things like occult magic and alchemy and, and you know, in a nutshell, it's just, you know, that the reality in which we live is not what we're told. And then you learn it's like not only I mean, Twilight Zone doesn't even scratch the surface of, of describing it. Mm. And so it began to. It, it began like this this dot connecting where I'm like, okay, there's something going on on a bigger level energetically and started learning about life energy when which I came across all the terms of like the tachyon and, and the chi, the prana. Um, it, it was sort of, I, I think I actually had come across the term organite, uh, which isn't, doesn't really have anything to do with Wilhelm Reich, but I came across that term first uh, the hockey puck, the the little device we'll talk about today. And as I, you know, the root word of that, of course, being orgone. And so it was sort of like working backwards where I, I almost like jumped over anything that had to do with Reich. And I was just looking for like the band-aid to the problem. I didn't quite know I was in the process of solving. Mm. And, uh, and so, I, you know, coming around to the orgone, it's like, okay, well, wait, who is this guy? And of course, he's got all of the red ticker marks of anyone else in history where things happen to that person where we're like, oh, there must be a there there. You know, yes. the government hated him, puts him in jail. <laughs> exactly. uh, he mysteriously died. That's all. And it's like, oh, we've got a trifecta. A, B, C, he meets criteria A, B, and C. Absolutely. Um, and so it was really kind of like honing in on that while at and honing in on him at the same time that I was uh, sort of seeing my world around me crashing where everything I thought that was just this stupid physical event, these events going on, I'm like, there's something bigger to this. There's a, there's like a, a thing. I didn't quite know what it was. I'd later call it a parasite or a, a, a you know, non-human something energetic mm. force, but that it was pulling these strings and it, I began to like, as I was learning about money at the same time as Reich, I was like, well, wait a minute. I'm, I'm starting to understand why every decision that's ever been made in the government or in the, you know, how our country formed and why we use currency and mm-hmm. the connotations with money. It's like there, there has to be a reason why this person who on the surface just looks like he's, you know, he's curing cancer here or infertility there using these, these little contraptions that he made. Um, but, but realizing like, oh, this is connected to consciousness. This is connected to something that's changing with us. Uh, something that may have been turned off and is being reactivated or however, I, I people look at it a million endless ways that we all look at it, uh, the, in the same and differently nowadays. But 
it was just this puzzle piece. All of a sudden, as I was learning about Reich, it was like I'm sitting at the table with my jigsaw puzzle and the pieces just, you just start flipping them over and you're like connecting another one here, another one there. And every time you connect one, another one would flip over mm. and another one would be connected to that life force concept. And I'm like, well, what? Like there has to be something really big going on right now or or however long that has to do with like why I'm waking up, why I experience what I experience, why I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. And so as I dabbled in this concept of the organite, uh, I, I had come across certain terms and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself on, on until you ask certain questions, I guess. But as I dived into the ultimate use for some of these tools that, that both Reich was using and then the, what we've what we've created today based on that work the organ in this case organite i began seeing so many changes in the world around me my immediate environment uh and my own outlook on life was was just like everything was completely shattered i had to pick myself back up and like i i was i'd set out basically on this journey that to prove that this stuff wasn't real or that this didn't work that everything was just a sham and and organite didn't work and i i really you know kind of let my ego take the lead and i've just only ever been pleasantly surprised along the way in trying to prove that wrong i've only acquired more information to say there's a there there and to just keep going keep going keep going and that sort of spiral down the hill and an avalanche of what would become my work and and what we call like the tower busting the geo restoration and you know what what we'll talk about through the course today so so when was that moment like how long ago did that happen for you so i had as far as time stamps um you know the first there was a there was a time stamp this will sound trivial to most people because it's not organite related um but it was the day i used to be a bleeding heart bleeding heart liberal um <laughs> and i campaigned for mr yes we can and all that stupid mm. crap back yeah. in the day I hear you. but i just re i remember one day a, a, a certain terrorist who shall remain nameless whether he was a terrorist was launched out to sea and I thought that had to be the dumbest goddamn thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> and something wasn't adding up. And I thought, so I shuffled it aside. And then at the same time, 2012 and the Mayan calendar discussions, mm -hmm. um, there were just a lot of concepts going on, not being a very, I'm not really, I wouldn't call myself religious, having grown up Catholic, but not very religious at that time. Um, but realizing there were things that were happening behind the scenes that, that had nothing to do with my physical body whatever that may be but um it was then by 20 those next four years up through 2015 2020 i'd i'd had every dream i had about this world being this idealistic place that i was going to be taken care of and we're all going to live in unison and the government loves you and it just everything crashed and i think it was uh as i was diving into uh, i read that book um the creature from Jekyll Island. I wanted to learn about the money system. And that was where I started realizing like, wow, how everything, you know, the federal reserve is a physical, physical entity building, whatever, mm -hmm. but the reason and justification for why we worship money became really important to me. And I realized with currency and then I just learned about maritime law and, and the whole mm -hmm. idea of everything that's connected with water, yes. just the mind, the mind games, mm -hmm. 
I was just like, I was just, I was in, in the same way I was like inspiring myself to learn more. I was just, I was beat up and crushed and miserable and depressed. And I, I just knew like, I was going to have to decide, do I want to just curl up and die or do I want to do something? And I hate authority. I've always hated authority. I was a really good kid. I, I was a good, one of the good people who kept my mouth shut, but I, I was a goody two shoes and thought I'd coast through life and do the, get the, the house, the 2.5 children and live happily ever after crap. But um, I, I always hated authority. And then I just kind of realized like, no, I will not, whether this is a prison or not, I, I somewhere I'm between prison and playground. Um, but I, I'm like, no, I, I'm going to do something with this and try and find a solution. And people can see on my website, I'm, I tend to be very solution oriented where I'm just like, I just don't even want to listen to people if they just come like bitching about something and they don't want to do something yeah, about exactly. it. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, I think it's both. I think it's, it's all perception. So mm-hmm. it can be a prison if you have that mindset, but it can also be a playground if you have that mindset as well. And I think the intention is for us to feel like it's a playground while we're prisoners, but we can do the inverse. We can mm-hmm. actually make it a playground while it's a prison. <laughs> yeah. Well, we always hear the words. Uh, so, so for myself, with uh, I'm gonna try and I'll try and stay within my purview because some people I know I do certain talks. I mean, everything is everything about what I do is connected to energy, and essentially, mm-hmm. energy and the frequency vibration is connected to everything. So, by yes. default, I would say I think I should still be able to talk about anything, you know. But I do try to stick with like for for this conversation like with tower busting Mm -hmm. we are we are essentially inverting energy that has inverted something else yeah right we're and so and we are essentially you know i i look at the universe or at least in the small scheme i look at this reality wherein i've come to this idea i think everything has a path of either being uh pro-life or anti-life yes and when i and 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 that's just the general term that has the umbrella under it anti-life is what i actually call uh artificial intelligence that's part of that ai thing definitely it's anti-human and anything that's truth is truth would be pro-life and lies and deception would be anti-life right and you know i i also think like in the case of love um people who read my website will they'll know i'm very vocal about love and light crowds um because i live in the mecca of sedona arizona mm-hmm. for that kind of crap <laughs> oh yeah but the re but the reason i call it crap is because um i am of the mindset and and i got this from doing this work with with the frequency fence i call it mm-hmm. uh i believe the purest definition of love is truth because the truth is not always comfortable the truth is not always kind um, but the truth only ever wants the best for all that revolves around it. It is the natural essence of, in my view, the natural essence of love. And deception, in my book, is probably the worst, most evil thing that can exist within at least this realm that I know so far. And so I think the uh, the pro-life and the anti-life, you know, I try to find with the work that I do 
it goes beyond just changing the weather because the weather is just an energetic process. It's mm -hmm. no different than the plants that grow, whether they're organic or genetically modified. If, if you look around at everything that's been done to this reality to invert, it's like something wants to play God or something wants to play, you know, it wants to be the control mechanism for everything, but it's in a, such an unnaturalistic non-organic method yeah. mm -hmm. and we know we know that and i think you know i, I there we, we could talk for eons about all of the individual beliefs i get on tangents all the time um but in the heart of it i think the playground and the prison uh i, I ca i'll call it a hotel you know we're here for a while and we'll check out <laughs> yeah, yeah. um and sometimes you're at the motel six and sometimes you're at the <laughs> yes. four seasons you know exactly. and so it might be bed bugs or a really good buffet yeah and I've so seen uh, both. <laughs> yeah same and and so we we do what we can uh within that within that playground or that that reality and so, you know, I'm just trying to find a way whether or not I'm going to leave this place uh, when all is said and done. Um, I want to leave it in a better condition than I found it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, my method is through geo restoration. I use the term geo restoration a lot. But I've also I've come to realize like people when they hear about weather modification, which we can we can dive into, of course, um, it's not just. We're going to spray something in the sky or we're going to blast something with the towers and mm -hmm. we're going to manipulate the rain. Or it's like we're not just causing drought. What's really happening, and this I'm trying to circle back to with Wilhelm Reich and his work, mm -hmm. you know, after reading, I think it was Contact with Space, he sort of he when he came to the conclusion that like deserts are not natural i've been saying this now since i came across his work i've said that and i i got more blunt about how i said it and it's something that pisses off a lot of people and i get a lot of people have no trouble emailing me to give me their their opinions about my opinions mm -hmm. but the idea of it is that something natural and in this case, like the truth only wants the best. It only wants what's natural for everything within it. We would, in a natural world that has no manipulation and no deception, we would essentially thrive. We wouldn't just survive. We'd thrive. Everything would flow. Everything would be in balance. Everything would essentially, and not that perfect isn't the best word for it, but there would be nothing but the best of intention and the, and the best truth for everything. And the desert concept is that by throwing off and inverting the energy of this realm in the way that's been inverted, it one of those biggest key players is the weather. Mm. And that's why we're not just seeing like, oh, drought happening here or right now there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of busy stuff, huge terms like bomb cyclones and atmospheric rivers, which I would love to, to we'll talk about that too. But it's, it's that these extremities, these extremities that are going on are not just simply control the weather or don't control the weather. It's we're inverting this entire realm to yeah. fit our agenda. Exactly. And right. the weather is a byproduct. Right. So, so it's influencing a natural cycle as opposed mm -hmm. to allowing nature to take its course, as it were. It's coming in and manipulating that. Exactly. And I think you know, I don't want to get too far ahead as far as the individual devices, but when we talk about the tower busting and how, you know, for anyone who who's listening that hasn't heard that term, tower busting essentially means using some form 
of an organite or orgone device uh, to put somewhere within the proximity of different EMF devices that help to create that frequency fence in the first place. And when I, I like to use the term frequency fence because I think that the term harp, that most people are familiar with the term harp, mm -hmm. it doesn't really, it doesn't do justice to it. And the reason it doesn't do justice is because everyone has probably heard of the harp facility in Alaska. Mm -hmm. um, there are, you know, there's a harp facility, I think, I forget the name in the UK, but if, if people ever look up uh, Echelon, mm -hmm. it's one of the largest communication hubs where everything on earth is intercepted. And it, like every phone call you've ever had, anytime you talk to anybody, I'm sure even this conversation, it gets filtered through this thing called Echelon. And that's a gnarly beast of a physical uh, building or physical uh, landscape, if you if you ever are curious. But we put these things around these emf devices that are creating that frequency fence and we're essentially changing that energy back to sort of i i, I don't want to say we're creating our own frequency fence what we're really doing is just restoring the natural flow of energy that was there in the first place yeah. mm -hmm. and you start doing that and then all of a sudden you see what we're actually seeing right now and this is the the what people are seeing is crazy weather lots of snow, lots of rain right now, especially over the United States. Um, it's This is actually geo-restoration. I am seeing everything I expected to see since I started doing this back in 2015 or around 2015-16. And, you know, it's um, people will ask me like, oh, well, if I just start busting towers, putting this stuff around, will it start raining? And it's like, no, that's that's not what it means. What it means is that you're helping Mother Nature to do what Mother Nature is supposed to do. And I think we've been so bastardized as far as just, just looking at the weather. It's been so bastardized for so long that what's happening now is sort of like a calibration of, of everything trying to go back to what it used to be. Right. And in the case with Arizona and the work I do here, I mean, my my baby is the Arizona desert. Mm. And I moved here specifically to do this to because Wilhelm Reich actually came to Arizona as well. And that's how where he, by deductive reasoning, came to his conclusion that deserts are not natural. Mm. And I see it. I see it every day now as we just had, I think it was it rained the other day for 30 hours solid. And that's unheard. I mean, half of that is unheard of mm -hmm. at this time of year. It's typically dry. Mm -hmm. But we just had one of the wettest, uh, well, two of the wettest years on record. And, you know, I see lakes going up and, and water sources uh, being restored. I see the government working triple overtime to try and cover it up, sweep it under the rug, change the law so that certain things can't be documented by mm -hmm. individuals who want to share things openly. And so, you know, just, just looking at these agendas, I'm seeing only good things as far as the environment uh, and everything, you know, sort of healing, whether that's, you know, the forest, the animals and, and the water sources. So I don't want to get, I, I apologize if I'm getting a little, I, I, it's such a broad topic yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. where everyone expects me to just kind of talk about the weather, which I get because this all started in trying to understand geoengineering, but it is connected to us. Our, our thoughts and our energy are connected to the weather. Um, you can see it in a forecast the before they cast the spell mm -hmm. and they tell everybody exactly what to think and mm -hmm. how bad it's going to be. 
or if you know I, I tell people all the time that they should go look at how precipitation i mean water is life look at how precipitation is basically um you know talked about as far as the uh as far as the forecast because they are going to always make precipitation look absolutely terrible you know it's all it's always doom and gloom it's always negative and it's one of the best gifts from god in my view so i didn't really realize that until i heard a couple of interviews uh with you and and they do every time that they there's any kind of weather whatsoever like snow rain hurricanes <laughs> well hurricanes uh-huh. maybe it's but they yeah. just make it sound like it's a big huge pain in the ass and something to be scared of and something to watch out for and prepare for and it's just ridiculous nonsense yeah and it's i think that's one reason you know i i like to tell people cuz i'll i'll spout off what i say based on observations i've made for several years and i don't i'm not as um I'm not as dedicated to spending as much time outside these days uh, just staring at the sky. I used to do a lot more blogging than I currently do, but it's because I found I can actually accomplish a lot more in my ultimate goal by not just staring at the sky. But over the years, the observations I have made and the things I still take time to look at today, don't just look at what's going on with the weather. Don't just look at the chemtrail plane. Look at what the in, look at the intention and the severity behind the agenda. Um, you can answer more questions about what's going on if you look at who is saying what and the extent to which it's going on. Because when I first started talking about the frequency fence and people, they thought, well, I don't have a tower around my house. I don't have, there's no towers in this neighborhood. Look around at the effort that's gone into putting devices as close to your mind, body, and heart yeah. mm-hmm. as possible. Mm-hmm. And you know, I would say, like, just do a do a search for. I think it's the latest thing I've seen now is the Amazon Halo, uh, whatever it is that does. You don't even. It's a device you don't even wear. Mm-hmm. It sits on a nightstand next to your bed, and it tracks everything about your sleep for you. And of course, it's to help you get a good night's sleep, but you are in such a concentrated bubble of this EMF soup. Yeah. And that EMF is creating the pathway that is tapped in. I mean, there's a reason the aura ring goes on a person's middle finger being connected to your heart meridian. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you've got the Apple watch that's connected to your wrist, it's connected to your pulse, your heart rate, your thyroid. And it's, you know, I, Whenever I see a, I'm just going to sound mean, but whenever I see a fat person who's wearing an Apple watch and they're complaining about their weight, mm. I'm like, have you considered maybe taking that off? Yeah. Uh, especially because usually the pattern is they, it, it all happened after they started wearing the watch. But people don't think about that, that the, the tower down the street is, it might be more intense than something, say, in your pocket, like a phone. Mm-hmm. But it's all of these devices that are being pushed, and, and it's under the disguise of convenience. And it's made to essentially create the the gateway, which is why our internet routers are called gateways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's the highway to hell, is what I call it. And that is the pathway that whatever this energetic force is that wants to control everything, that's what it's using. And so 
when I say frequency fence, it's not just the towers, it's not just harp, it's everything down to the watch on the wrist or the, you know, it's it's why they're forcing internet now instead of using cabled internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know T-Mobile and Verizon are now trying to get people to have what looks like an Amazon Alexa device in their house. Mm-hmm. And it will work with the tower, the 5G towers that were all put up during the beginning of the pandemic yeah. that are now outside on every corner. Yeah. And, you know, Tesla vehicles, people, they get upset at me for this one too, but a Tesla is essentially a cell tower on wheels. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, and so, yeah, it's just, so you look at, you look at those types of things. And this is where, when I say keeping it within my purview about the weather, mm-hmm. well, this whole agenda and the solution to it is all connected to the energy and consciousness and connected to the push for having this technology out there. It's not just simply, oh, AI wants to take over and AI isn't going to be the Terminator or has depicted in those types of movies. It's it's just going to, it's it's the idea of the hive mind or the, the singularity, I think is what it, I've heard it now being referenced as. And um, this is essentially a tool for breaking down that process. Well, and you can look at the ring uh, doorbell device as another example of that. And it's been yeah. sold as, as a device that is going to keep you secure and someone's not going to be able to steal, steal your Amazon packages because you're now looped into the police and there's a yeah. geofence around your house with the ring uh, device. Yeah. But what I find so interesting is that i pretty much most of the time keep my phone on airplane mode and if i take it somewhere it's on airplane mode anything i listen to has already been downloaded and so i'm i feel you know maybe falsely that i'm protecting myself when i go out into the world and in my car that i'm not basically a moving tower or i'm not connecting to moving towers but then i go into a situation like the gym and everyone's got their phone on and there's wi-fi in the gym and my trainer has the apple watch and all these people have the apple watch so i'm being bathed in emfs by just physical location of where i am the fucking treadmills have wi-fi yeah Yeah. the treadmills now have wi-fi ridiculous and and don't forget too the fluorescent lighting that acts as a receptor or really as an antenna the le the led light bulb it it goes into or it connects to the wi-fi in any house and yep. will take that signal and now sends it through your own wiring system yep. as an antenna. Yep. And and while, I mean, that very much sucks, but I use that example because when people say like, well, I don't have this, I don't have that. I'm like, look at, or, or really they just, when people don't believe me mm-hmm. about the push for this stuff, it's like, there's a reason incandescent light bulbs have become rare and are in many states being outlawed altogether because it's part of that underlying agenda. And what that does for me over all these years, not just, it's it's not just Amazon making devices. It's, Mm -hmm. it's all of these different entities. And at the heart of it, when you really look at the intention and the level of severity, it's going to, to try and get this in there. To me, that answers the question. They're all in on it. 
to some capacity. Yeah. That and and what that tells me is this is so much bigger mm-hmm. than the government. This is bigger than, you know, because the government is pretty stupid in this mm-hmm. like it's simplistic form. It's dumb. Nobody who works for it understands how to do anything. But it's like, well, why does it accomplish what it accomplishes? Because it's it's just a it's just a hand of something you can't exactly. actually see. A, tentac- right. and, a tentacle and, of the yeah. octopus. Exactly. Yeah. Well, exactly. they tried. Not, yeah. They tried to ban the incandescent light bulb, and there was so much pushback that they actually put them back into production. I remember when this happened, and there were people going into stores and actually buying cases of incandescent light bulbs to stock up on them. Uh, so I think that that that's kind of an interesting thing where there's there is some resistance, and so. Whoever this this predator is has to kind of pump the brake a little bit on it. Mm-hmm. Just I mean, I think that's to placate people where they say, see, we won. Like now we can still have incandescent <laughs> light bulbs, but they're well, still not yeah, connecting it, the dots. <laughs> it's seats. And that actually I'm glad you mentioned that example of because it's great when people. Yeah, we won the battle, but not the war kind mm-hmm. of scenario. Um I would suggest, you know, people who who would maybe think like, oh yeah, they're still going to make them. Well, where do you where do you get them from? We we've got certain sources to purchase things, and if people remember during the beginning of March 2020, mm-hmm. that you know every mom and pop is shut down while certain companies that are huge are allowed to stay open. One of those that was allowed to stay open, I deal with it on a regular basis. It is one of the banes of my existence, but I have to get my copper for my earth pipes from somewhere mm. and it's called home home depot mm-hmm. and you can see now this and i don't as far as i'm concerned this is a personal opinion but home depot is a government entity and that's sure i swear it's like <laughs> sure. walmart amazon home depot i'm just waiting for the day that they because it's it also it heavily influences the housing market and there's exactly. a bigger yeah there's a there's a bigger reason why home depot was one of the only places allowed to stay open without exactly. issue and also why they followed through with completely shutting down their garden centers and not selling seeds to mm-hmm. people because that was apparently not essential. There's another reason why when you just walk through the lighting section, they don't have an incandescent light yeah. bulbs and they, they won't. They will only have the LEDs and yep. the, the ones that have the remotes, you know, oh, control this with your phone. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. But, but they also are pushing, you know, go, go find a washer and a dryer that don't have Wi-Fi. Yeah. Find a yeah. stove that doesn't have a Wi-Fi. And in the case of the door, the doorbell, you know, what's interesting is is uh, my parents had, per- uh, they built a house probably within the last five years. And I got to kind of observe a little bit of the contractor and how they build houses now. Mm-hmm. And it was way different than the first house they built 20 years ago. Um, the stuff they weave, weasel in to get you to get that will just guarantee you live in an EMF bubble. Mm-hmm. And, and so... In the case of like the ring, yeah, they're going to tell you, oh, you can keep safe. All we got to do is keep spreading the fear porn on the TV. And sure. of course, everybody wants to have the the ring doorbell. Plus, you've got whatever occult meaning and symbolism is behind the ring. Yes. Plus, mm-hmm. you've got like I tell people all the time, unplug your router at night. Mm-hmm. You should if you have Wi-Fi coercing through your house, you should unplug or you should be hardwired. Yes. And a common response I get is, I can't. 
my doorbell or my Nest thermostat won't yeah. work without exactly. it. And I'm like, all by design. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. And so that's, again, it's like, so don't just look at what they're doing. You look at the intensity behind what you're, what they're doing. Yeah. And that helps you sort of piece together those puzzle pieces. And then that's kind of, that's where I come in. Like I'm always about dissecting these things I hear or see, whether it's in the media or from people firsthand. And then I figure out, okay, how do we break this apart? How do we kill it with fire, essentially? Yeah. And the nest, sorry to interrupt you, but the nest, uh, they can tell if you've turned your thermostat up or down a certain degree. And they're talking about ticketing people who turn it up too high in the winter <laughs> or too low in the summertime. Yeah, and that that, that, yeah. that brings in the data harvesting aspect mm -hmm. of all of this. Yeah, it's it, it's really hard not to laugh at this stuff anymore. Yeah. I, I otherwise I think I would I would cry. <laughs> so yeah. Well, let's let's get into the devices. How did the devices sure. get on your radar, and what what implored you to start producing them yourself? Yeah. So uh, in the twenty fourteen fifteen portion, as I was. I was breaking down, uh, probably learning about maybe reptilians or, and I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't know whether things are real or not sometimes, mm -hmm. but I was just learning these concepts and just sure. dabbling in everything I could read my first David Icke, baby's first David Icke book. <laughs> and, uh, I, when I came across this, the, the idea of geoengineering and I knew something was at least wrong in the sky, mm -hmm. I had I don't know why, but for some reason, one day at work, I had a lot of alone time in my job. It was a great job to have. Uh, I went on the computer and I just stupidly wrote in a Google search, can you stop chemtrails or how, how to stop chemtrails? Mm. And, and as dumb or, or simplest, it's not a romantic story, but what popped up was this hockey puck looking thing that we know of as the tower buster. Mm -hmm. And I think you guys have a couple of the black ones there. Yes, we do. Um, and, and so this, this thing, I, I just started reading, you know, I'm clicking on everything I can find from, from what I, I would consider them basically the uh, pioneers of the organite gifting movement for mm -hmm. the last two decades. But I was it, very limited information, but just enough information to get these little pieces where I'm like, what in God's name are these people doing? They're putting a little hockey puck around a cell tower and saying that that has an effect on something in the sky. And it was a bit of a stretch for me. I know right now it's kind of entertaining to see when I explain it to some people who, who come across my, or I come across their radar. And I see that thought process firing in the brain. And I'm like, yeah, it, it's where we are told to look up we are told even by certain entities who are all about geoengineering and education will tell us to look up. It's all about something going on in the sky when this whole entire time it has more to do with something down on the ground right next to us. Mm. And so I, I thought that this, uh, the Organite, the tower busting, I'm like, this is dumb. There's no way this works and I'm going to prove it. And I've always had that, that inclination to try and prove I, if I want to prove a point, like I, I can get kind of butt hurt if I can't. <laughs> and so I set out to prove this wrong. And so I started with just kind of, I kind of like with what you guys got from me, I, I started small and I just thought, you know, I'm in, I was in Chicago at the time. That is an EMF soup. 
Mm. And so uh, based on the limited information I was taking from this person here and that person there, I thought there surely there has to be a, a reaction to this just based on the concentration of this EMF bubble if I want to do this. Mm -hmm. So I invested in, you know, I wasn't making it myself at the time, but I invested in some that I found that according to these people, I found they said, this is properly made because we'll also talk about this later, but like there's organite and then there's what we call organot and that's <laughs> why it's not made right. Uh -huh. But I, they were telling me like, yes, this is made properly. This has the, the proper size of the metal components that are inside. This has the right mixture and the ratios of this, all these elements that are in there. And so I just, I was like, okay, I dropped some money on a bunch of it. And I thought, okay, it showed up in the mail. And within that first day, I just remember, or well, it was, it was came at night or whatever when I got off work. The next morning when I was getting ready for work, and I thought, I've got all this stuff now, you know, we'll figure it out this weekend. And as I was getting ready for work, I looked up out my one of my windows in the living room, and I noticed these really white puffy clouds in the sky. And I thought, well, it, for me, it was weird because it had been, it's one of those things where you don't know you haven't seen something in a really long time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, and then you're just like, oh, that's right. Like I haven't heard from them in several years, or yeah. I haven't seen one of those in a really long time. And I was just so used to, I think seeing like a lifeless, uh, what we call the white lifeless stuff in the sky. We'll call that, we call it DOR. It means deadly organ radiation. And that's a Reich term. But I, I just saw this white stuff in the sky for so long that seeing one of those cauliflower-shaped clouds was like so prominent. And it, I was just sort of taken back. And I thought to myself, there's no way, like just, just having this, I'm like, I haven't even done anything with it. It's just sitting here. So there's no way. And so I go to work and whatever and come back home. And, and I'm thinking, you know, I was carrying this stuff around with me. I just, I remember some things people had said to be on the lookout for. One of them said human interaction. And when you live in Chicago and you take public transit, you have a lot of human interaction. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was, it was this weird pep in my step that I thought was bizarre that the interactions I was having with people on my, nor my normal train route, um, you know, I just thought, wow, everybody's in a really good mood today. This is odd. Mm -hmm. And I was, and I worked down in the loop and I, when I went to work, I had looked out my window and I noticed those same puffy clouds all day. So it was like, you, you can't help but wonder. And you're, it's, it's like when you just know something's wrong and you don't say anything about it. Well, this was like the opposite. It was like this, if everything, I feel really good. And I'm seeing this thing in the sky. Someone said to be on the lookout for this. Mm -hmm. But obviously, this isn't enough to go on. So when I got home, my, my significant other and I, I told him about it. And he was like, I actually had just bought some of this too. And I didn't tell you. And Wild. I thought, well, now that's, that was kind of weird. Um, and he had, he had bought some that we both actually had bought some that was in fact Orgonaut. But we had both bought some that was well made. And so we uh, decided the best thing we can do is follow these instructions from, and there were, there were enough people talking about it at the time that we knew like, okay, put it around towers. Okay. So we just kind of mapped out. We were like, well, we ride our bikes all the time and we, we kind of knew where a lot of these different towers were. And we thought, okay, they say, start in your neighborhood. 
So we started in our neighborhood and we went to a couple of schools and I think a post office, um, just whatever towers we knew, just the general generic cell tower and maybe like a radio station. And uh, over the course of an evening, maybe like three or four hours riding bicycles, putting this stuff around. And, you know, you put like one or two of them around the tower somewhere. Uh, I Now I have come to the conclusion, I say it should be within a city block. Uh, and the further you get away, then the more you want to use around whatever the tower is if you're beyond that first city block. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we just we just started putting this stuff around probably about five or 10, somewhere between like five and 10 towers. And it was just like over the next few days, there were just these weird things happening with the weather. Different, Like it was incredibly windy. And, you know, we were always being told that there was global warming and people generally, the mindset was always set on global warming. It's hotter now because of humans. And so in the back of your mind, you're like, it should be warmer now. And it's like, well, it seems awfully cool. And then, and the air got drier as well. Well, I was learning at the same time that as you bust towers, towers are the reason for humidity. Mm -hmm. The moisture is just trapped to the, to the ionized sky. Right. And so you you release that moisture when you start busting towers, which I didn't know at the time. It was just like, I'm just noticing weird things in the sky. I noticed an increase in the number of chemtrails, the lines I saw, but that the sky was blue and there were all these puffy clouds. So I thought, okay, still not convinced, but I'm like, this is just weird what we're seeing. So I bought some more. And the cycle repeated where it was like over the course of maybe like a month or two, uh, we would get on our bikes and we would we would go out and then we started doing it on the weekends, putting this stuff around and and all of a sudden you know ten towers became twenty and then became something around like fifty, and as we were doing that, the collective temperature in Chicago started dropping for that time of year, and I thought well now this is interesting because the people I'm listening to who talk about this said one of the first things to go is the extreme temperatures or abnormal heat temperatures and which i've only ever seen the consistency even here in the desert we've we actually had one of the coolest summers here on record and so it was like over time i was basically just like i'm not convinced but i'm convinced enough to keep going with this and and eventually over the course of time i you know i got to the point where this can get very expensive very mm. quickly if you're not making it yourself and that's right. why later on like i started teaching people to do it but i uh i started make i would spend my weeks just making this stuff throughout the week we would load up our bicycles we'd get on the train we'd ride out whatever and and all of a sudden next thing i knew you know we were gifting organite all along Lake Michigan, along the coastline down to Evanston and around Mm -hmm. and like renting a car and going around the lake over to like Gary and Hammond, Indiana. We were working our way out to O'Hare and Midway airports. And we were just like working in the loop. Uh, You know, that's a, that's a lot larger than it sounds, but it's like, I would just go on two hour lunch breaks because I had the job of a lifetime with my own, you know, was my own boss, I guess. So I'd go out for two hours at a time every day and I'd just find more in downtown Chicago to gift. And as all of this was happening, so we were doing it quickly. And all of a sudden it's like our precipitation increased. And we know I noticed uh, one of the early set or one of the early signs was that all of these storms that would always pass over us and go into Lake Michigan and like we'd never get a drop of water, it was always dropping on us now. 
And I used to I used to think what they were doing was essentially holding that moisture as long as possible mm-hmm. and then dropping dropping it on the lake where it's not needed. So nobody right. has any benefit from it, except for Nestle, of course. But um <laughs> they uh the the storms eventually started falling more and more. And then somewhere in there I started paying more attention to the forecast. And what I noticed was there was a consistency in the more that we busted or the more we gifted this stuff, the more the meteorologists, and I, I pinpoint my favorite set of, of different meteorologists, the more that they would stumble over their talking points and that what they were saying didn't actually reflect what was going on outside. And after about a year of gifting, Uh, I think it was with our first like official full summer having had so much organite out there around Chicago, it was actually quite cold and people were bitching that, you know, where is summer? Uh, Because it was, we were going on, I think the 4th of July and it was still, you know, sweater weather. Mm. And so it was, it wasn't enough, I think at the time to just say like, this is the end all be all. And that this, obviously this is, this is all me, you know, Mm -hmm. it wasn't that it was, there is just another reason to keep doing this and to keep experimenting with it. And eventually over what would have been, I think it was about two and a half years solid. We were going out to the suburbs. We were going everywhere we could to get as much organite out there around the city of Chicago. And it, I remember, I think the last time I did any serious documentation there before we moved was uh, November I think it was November 2017. Uh, We moved in August of 2018. But in November, the foliage had not changed after Thanksgiving. And there Mm -hmm. was an article I was reading the newspaper one morning. And it said they were, of course, saying it was global warming. It was man-made. Man-made climate change was the reason. Mm -hmm. Nothing had been turning yellow or red in the city. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Because I'm at the same time researching this stuff by Reich talking about like basically extending the life cycle of plants. Mm. And I thought is I really started to question how much of reality is uh, cyclical and, and, and a controlled cycle as well. So like I've, I've actually, this is a bigger wormhole. I won't elaborate. I'll just simply say um, I ponder whether or not we actually have four seasons in our realm. And if we do, how much of it is is really on a timer that is controlled artificially by something? Right. Because the yeah, because the life cycles have like around here in Arizona doing this work. I mean, and I'm I am a Nazi with organite gifting in Arizona. I am a kill it with fire mentality, and you know we last year and this year instead of having a fall, we had a second spring. And this, this winter is definitely more wet than last winter, but it's like, it is just, everything is saturated with water and there is wildlife everywhere. The longer I live here, it's like, there's rarely a day where there's not a, you know, a bunch of bucks or doe in the yard. Mm. And it's like, that's not because, and I ask all the people who, I mean, I live in a town of retirees who've mm-hmm. lived here for the last two decades and they're like, none of what's going on right now is normal and they can't figure out what's happening. So, so when you do the, the gifting, you said that you try to do it within like a city block of where the tower is. What do you do with the hockey puck? Do you bury it? Do you just 
throw it so, somewhere? Like, how do you how do you put it on the earth? Okay, so uh, I will I will elaborate, and I will also say too, if people are curious that they want a huge overhaul tutorial of the tower busting process, there is a, a tutorial video um, on my website called Tower Busting One Hundred and One, mm-hmm. and that they can always hear anything I'm about to say, but in much more detail. Great. Um, so. There are essentially different, I say different tools with different rules, and that involves uh, the, the two main tools that we use for tower busting are the tower buster and the earth pipe. Mm-hmm. And the earth pipe, as the name implies, it is called an earth pipe because it is buried in the earth, but a tower buster does not have to be buried. Mm-hmm. The tower buster is what I consider to be the universal gifting tool. Mm-hmm. It is the, uh, it, the reason with it being versatile you don't have to put it under the ground. Uh, they can be easily disguised. They can be uh, easily attached. Um, when you start busting towers, or we'll just, I think for for certain purposes, maybe what we'll do is we'll just say, if you're going to gift Organite, so if you're going Organite gifting, mm-hmm. and you're putting that gift out there in the world, there there are ways you can uh, you, you're basically answering the question, how do I leave this device in this area where it will remain undisturbed for the longest amount of time possible? Yes. So to, so to answer that question, then you get really creative really quickly. And, you know, I, I think a lot of this boils down to discernment and intuition mm. and common sense. And so, for example, if we were going to go out, uh, I might... I might pinpoint a location I want to go to. I find stuff in the forests, uh, whether I'm using Google Earth by accident mm-hmm. or I'm, I'm on a cross-state journey doing something else or whatever. I visit a friend. Uh, you, of, over time, it's like you will find where all the towers are because you're, you've set out the intention. You want to find them. Mm-hmm. You don't even need a program or a computer to tell you where they are. You're going to find them. So once you find where they are, you decide like, okay, what can I do to leave this in that area? And one of the things I found, you know, is like construction. I don't want to give too much information, but like when you find construction going on anywhere, you'd be shocked at what you can leave in a place that may end up getting uh, encased within foundation or buildings and basically, Mm -hmm. you know, fossilized till the demolition of that building in the future. So it's you you can leave things in places or bury them in the ground where they are completely gone out of sight, out of mind. Yes. Um, in, in Chicago, you know, I'll use a, a building example. One of the worst, I think two, two of the worst things Chicago has going for it are the Sears tower and the John Hancock building. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are, I just, first of all, the Hancock building is a trapezoid that um or a pyramid it's a pyramid mm-hmm. and they both have you know their devil horn antenna on top now i'm not i don't mean that biblically speaking but there is energy uh there's an energy bubble coming over over those buildings mm-hmm. and so it's like okay i want to gift the sears tower let's say or whatever people call it now i don't know who owns it but um it's like you can get creative with things like uh, magnets, for example. We're working with a device that is made primarily out of metal. Um, you can kind of do the math on that as far as where I'm, mm-hmm. what I'm put. Well, you can pick up what I'm putting down. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are ways you can strategically leave something. You can stick it. You can hide it. Um, 
also the the benefit I will say too, Organite is something if you ever want to test like the masses with this stuff, put it somewhere that there are just huge crowds of people and wait for somebody to find it, notice it, observe it, whatever. And it never happens. <laughs> and it's the weirdest, it's the weirdest thing because I would walk around the loop and I would I would find things that I like I actually I had um like certain newspaper dispensers. There are ways I you can color organite. So I would color organite in ways that would match all of the things I ever wanted to attach them to so that they looked like they were part of the contraption, yeah, whatever yeah. it was I was attaching it That's to. That's great. Uh, black 5G poles. I don't want to give away too much because obviously like people will be like, oh, don't tell them the secrets. I, <laughs> they're going to they're gonna know the secrets. It yes. doesn't really matter. But you you can put things in places so out in the open Mm -hmm. and it and and you will you can't help but laugh that nobody notices it and i would walk around the loop and i could see every day and not that i left everything out in the open but when you're walking by street after street after street and you've got these like for example the black pucks that you guys have imagine those sticking against the flat part of a electrical box or a, a pole a 5g pole um everything just starts to blend in as you know, it, 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 they blend right in wherever you go or wherever you put them. And that's actually something you can use to your benefit because the majority, it seems of the majority in my view of this world is non-observant. They've either got their head down in the phone or they're just, it's, it's not on their wavelength. Exactly. And, and I think this stuff has a way of almost camouflaging itself. So that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think part of the benefit of the zombie apocalypse that we're experiencing right now is that people, so many people are just looking down. They're not really engaging with their environment. So I could see yeah. how you could put it out somewhere extremely obvious. And someone just wouldn't think to wonder what that thing is. Exactly. They would just assume yeah. that it was part of a a uh electrical pole or something yeah you know this is a a newer thing we always like i said you get creative you get very creative and and very quickly once you start playing this game and some folks i think don't like that i call it a game but in a way it is it's a challenge Mm -hmm. and what I've what I've learned, and it's the same. I mean, the the some of the comments I get from people are really encouraging and fun to read because they're like, "Oh my God, Mitch, I did it! Here's what happened. You said this. This is what happened. You were right, and I can't stop laughing." <laughs> and that's that's the thing because it's so like, for example, you know, a very popular tool that I know of that that other like i have i have a lot of friends that are busting towers and doing the gifting thing as well and a lot of people are under the radar and -hmm. they choose to be everyone everyone chooses their level of engagement and the extremeness of that based on you know some people can't open their mouths i'm a very loud-mouthed person and have Mm -hmm. that freedom i guess but we talk about like you know get yourself a high-vise vest and it's actually an invisibility cloak. And the <laughs> irony is it's meant for you to be visible yeah. and it has the exact opposite effect. And exactly. if you get yourself a clipboard, then you're you're definitely <laughs> invisible oh, and nobody it. will look at you. That's so ingenious. it's like 
be, go be a land surveyor. You know, it's, it's, there are ways to, to have fun with it. And it really should be, it, it's something that it deserves a, a certain level of seriousness just in like, give it the respect it deserves. Like think about what it is you're doing when you're gifting Organite, why you would be doing it in the first place. But at the same time, take a breath and relax and know that like this, it should be liberating, you mm-hmm. know, it should exactly. be fun. And it's when you see the results of what happens afterward, it's, it's like, I think it's, uh, you know, it's not good to, I don't want to say it's like a drug, but in a way it's like you get the endorphin rush. It's definitely an endorphin rush. I can so, see that. Yeah. Uh, can you tell the wonderful folks listening where they may find you and your wonderful work and products online? Yes. Uh, so my website is going to be the best central point for that. And that is uh, com, And that's orgone, not organ. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it's O-R-G-O-N-E. D-O-N-O-R.com. And uh, they can also find me on Instagram. And I also make an effort to say, if you do find me on Instagram, send me a message. I I only approve people. So I do all kinds of things to to minimize algorithms Mm -hmm. pinpointing me. Mm -hmm. And one of those things is my account is private. And I also, if I can't verify that a person is a human being mm-hmm. on Instagram, yeah. then I kind of just set it aside. So if a person fi- follows me and I haven't been able to figure out if you're human, just shoot me a quick note and say like, Hey, and I just wanted to follow you and look at your stuff and, and all that. So I do, um, I do a little bit of blogging now that it's the new year, I'll be jumping back in to some more, I would say what I call my documentation, um, I encourage people to look at my Restore the Desert project. If they go to the, my website at the top of the page, it, there's a tab that says Restore the Desert. And that's sort of like the show me the receipts and a chronological order, just all the work I've done specifically here in Arizona um, and, and all my shenanigans with with our outings and tower busting endeavors. But um they can get a long form of that on the website. They can get the short form on Instagram. And then, yeah, if anybody wants to support my work, the best way, I, I have what I call my matrix job or what I do for my matrix participation tokens. <laughs> and then I, and it has nothing to do with this. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of a, a whole separate life in itself. But then I have this, which helps to fund all of this gifting because uh, it, it can get expensive, as oh, anyone sure. knows, and raw materials especially. No shit. It's, it's, an, it's a roller coaster. But so, yeah, it's a great way if they want to support and get something for yourself. And then also take advantage of the tutorials, too. I, I make sure I show people how to make uh, different things. I have written instructions on things. I've got downloaded PM, PDFs for building the really, really big stuff. Cool. And then I've, I've got the videos for uh, things like earth pipes and, and whatnot. So Fantastic. yeah, you can, you can buy some, build some, however you want to get involved. Is that a, is that a tower of bubble wrap behind you? It is. <laughs> so <laughs> it was, <laughs> so it, I was going <laughs> to ask you, do you work at Home Depot? <laughs> I, I am i'm very lucky i was working remotely before it was cool i i still actually work for a company back in chicago that uh-huh. um, fantastic that, yeah which case back in the day gave me enough free time that i could like i say take two hour lunches to go gifting cool. every day and here it's it's a way i can keep keep going so fantastic yeah so is is your handle on instagram mitch the orgone donor as well um, i think 
Oh gosh, I'm terrible. I think it's just the orgone donor. Okay. I think yeah, so too. The, the orgone donor. I can look at it. Yeah. Up. It, it, I think if, if, I assume if you just typed in orgone, orgone donor, it would, it would yeah. pop up. Sure. Cool. So awesome. Yeah. I think I just typed in Mitch and orgone and that's how I got you, but we'll, we'll put all of that in the, in the yeah. episode notes. So. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mitch. Thank you for taking the time. And we definitely yeah. must do it again because we barely just dipped into the questions that that I had. Yeah. So, and yes. that you had too, I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. yeah, we'll let you know when this goes live and we should definitely uh, do it uh, a little further down the road once again. Absolutely. Cool. Well, thank you both very much for this opportunity. And uh, yeah, I, l- I look forward to the next one. So. Yes. Hey, Likewise and if you. you come to Kansas... Let's do some cloud busting together. Cloud Let's busting. do it. You know what? If if I end up in your neck of the woods, I will let you know ahead of yeah. time. I'm I, I'm born and raised from Nebraska, not too far. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, it's yeah, the Midwest is. I right now you guys are in the heart of. I think we, were you guys having bomb cyclones or were you having an atmospheric river? I can't keep up anymore. Who's got what? But. Neither of them are I think I, I mean, so oblivious. both, frankly, is yeah. what it feels like. Okay. I, I just know they were trying to seed ideas about, I think they said winter tornadoes. I'm like, oh, here we what? go. Yeah. So, that sounds like nonsense. fun to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any, anything to spook. But yeah, I will exactly. definitely, I will keep you posted when I end up in that neck of the woods. Cool. So. Wonderful. Fantastic. Always welcome. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, until next time, take care of yourself and yes. uh, we'll be in touch. Yes, many blessings. You too. Thank you. Well, that was as incredible and and enjoyable as I thought that it would be. Yeah, I really liked Mitch. Mitch is super cool. He has really great energy and feels like he's doing the work. Yeah, a lot of people who get into, I mean, I consider what he's doing a form of activism Sometimes they get an attitude about it and they get really bitter. And I'm thinking Mark Passio here. Um, <laughs> this is why I said cloud busting. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I meant Kim busting in my trail. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> people can't see what you're referring to in my in my list of questions. But um, but that. he seems very optimistic and very um, he's the, totally the man for the job because he's all about it. He actually enjoys doing it. And he's not, you know, carrying around this bag of woe, sack of woe. Yeah, I I felt a lightness that you don't feel from a lot of people that are in the conspiracy space. There's, you know, a lot of heavy, dark energy when, you know, I, I always circle back to that, that Joe Rogan episode with Alex Jones when, you know, the... At another point, he was talking to someone else. I think he was talking to the CIA agent. (laughs) And he said, he basically said, you know, I told Alex that he's this, all this shit's made him crazy, that he's, he's gone crazy. And I think that's easy to do. I think it's easy to go so far down into the darkness and feel like all of this is a foregone conclusion and that we're powerless and these people or these predators are going to win and then it's over. And, you know, it's, that's a very easy uh, excuse to be a negative person and to see someone like this who was a skeptic and then actually went out and started to do something 
proactive and see, saw results from that, immediately had results. I think that's something that you say, wow, okay, so it's not over. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're making these uh, devices, uh, your intention is very, very important too because this is all about frequency and you sort of you sort of imbue whatever device that you're making, <laughs> uh, imbue whatever device you're making with whatever vibe that you're in, whatever frequency that you're on at the time that you produce it. So Mitch is the perfect person to do that because his, I think his intentions are very pure and altruistic. But I remember when I first heard about Mitch, I heard him on, I think, the Higher Side Chats and I, of course, the word orgone stuck out to me because I know what that is because I've known about Wilhelm Reich for a long, long time. And I was so titillated by that, by the whole discussion, because it was, again, as I mentioned during the conversation, these are issues that I felt were way out of my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I felt very helpless about and like, what the fuck could I possibly do about something like this? And I knew about Wilhelm Reich's um, cloud busting uh, technology and, and I never thought about applying something like that to this situation. And it was just such a, uh, I don't know, it was very inspiring uh, to be able to feel like you can do something about the situation and, and it's completely in your hands and you do it uh, under the shadow of nightfall or whenever. No, I just think, I just like that whole idea of just it being in your own hands. Very anarchic. Yeah. That's, yeah, I think that's the best type of activism. Well, he, you know, and he said some, some very powerful things when he was talking about how part of the mesmerism is this idea that we are powerless and that... Yeah. We can't do anything. And again, I think that's a mindset that people get into. And it's a laziness of just thinking, oh, the way, you know, it's this very nihilistic way of perceiving the world like, oh, the world's fucked. And, you know, I can't do anything because of these big corporations. And, and it just, it, it's the presumption that humans are not energetic and they're not powerful and that they can't have an influence and the only way you see influence is if the mainstream media you know plays some puff piece about someone who did something really great but again it makes it this this kind of an anecdote as opposed to no every single person on this planet has the ability to influence their environment and we are energetic beings and we do have the capacity to influence the energy around us. And I walked into it again with, with very much beginner's mind, like not knowing anything about uh, Wilhelm Reich's work or, you know, anything about cloud busting or chem busting or you know, affecting or influencing cell towers at all. And so I looked at it it, with this innocence. When you handed me that puck, I immediately took it and I put it on my body. (laughs) So my instinct, my natural energetic instinct was, oh, I should be wearing this. This should be on me. Mm -hmm. And so 
I haven't, <laughs> I haven't taken it off or out of my hands since you handed it to me yesterday. You, s- you sleep with it in your mouth. <laughs> Which cuts down on the snoring. <laughs> now, were you done with your thought? Sure. <laughs> uh, another anarchic element of this, too, is sure, you can go to Mitch's store and buy almost all the stuff that he was talking about, except for the power wand and the, I don't think he sells chem busters, but you can make all of this shit yourself. Like, and the, it's not like there's some exotic ingredients that you, you know, you have to have shipped from Singapore or anything like that. All these things you can get. You know, if not in your town, then on in some Etsy store, somebody is selling this stuff. And it's, yeah, it's very DIY, which I love. It's the punk rock ethic that I grew up, that I cut my teeth on. <laughs> I swear, you know, just going into fucking walmart (laughs) the land of the dead you know and having people just walking you know because i i I just abhor that store and the energy and i had i could count on one hand how many times i'd ever been into a walmart before i moved to kansas it's just not i've never been I, you know, I was one of these haughty people that looked my nose down on Walmart and, you know, going into that store was like, oh, that's where, you know, the, that's where they're doing the slave trade of babies (laughs) and God only knows what else is fucking going on in there. And just going in there today and it feeling like I had this inner light or this inner glow that was influencing people around me in a positive way was pretty amazing and having people look up at me and say hello and and I've never had that experience in that environment like that that it was just freaky so when he made that remark about human interaction changes I was like, oh, okay, yes, I did experience that. And for those who are listening who didn't hear what we talked about in the second hour, we talked about Don and Carol Croft and the book that they wrote, The Life Etheric. Uh, We talked about Organite Austin, who was another person who was doing orgone work organite austin yeah organite austin is what i totally missed he said that was that was what the guy went by was his name was organite austin interesting um we talked about what the what these devices are made of which is an inorganic element and an organic element which the inorganic element is resin the organic element is metal we talked about a shungite and uh, uh, he said a bandwidth reader would be something that you would you could use to actually see the influence of the orgone. Um, he talked about transformers exploding. Why are you kickling over there, you weirdo? <laughs> power wand, the the power wand, and uh, he gave his information. Yeah, 
That's not a secret. You don't need to be a Patreon member to get his information. No. No, not at no. all. Because we want you to hook up with Mitch. Yeah, exactly. And give him your energy and your money or go to his website and figure out how to make these things yourself and explore and learn about them. And there's lots of videos about how to make them on uh, YouTube. And yeah, just uh, it's a great um, area to research. Uh, there's a whole world under the surface that you didn't know about these Orgon gifters, Orgone gifters, and uh, I can't wait to become one of them. What? You said Orgon, and I was thinking of, like, organs. <laughs> That's the play, the Orgone donor, organ donor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you, yeah, get, did you yeah. catch what I you did, did there? I did it. I got it. Um, I also like kind of, you know, because you know me, I think everything is parasites. <laughs> I think everything, everything that's wrong with the world can be distilled down to parasites. I did like the fact that he mentioned a parasitic element to this, you know, dark energy that we were talking about. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to look into Wilhelm Reich's book, <laughs> Contact with space, that sounds like an interesting read. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want. I would like to start getting some of his books. I've never actually read any of his books. I would also like to get his son wrote an autobiography about what it was like growing up with uh, Wilhelm Reich. Um, so that would be interesting. That's actually what Kate Bush's song "Cloud Busting" is about. It's from that book. She read that book and got inspired to make the video. And in the video. Donald Sutherland plays Wilhelm Reich, who looks nothing like Wilhelm Reich <laughs> by any means. But that's super cool. Yeah, it is super cool that Kate Bush was on that. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah, she's she's an outlier. She's, she's a somebody, magical being. She's somebody who's always kind of swirled the surface of reality. And, you know, that's why she's not as famous as she should be. Exactly. God love her. God love her. Let's let's go power wand her house right now. <laughs> sounds like a Halloween prank. No, I see it more like a magical uh, performance. Like take we, the wand and like swirl it around her house. Can we ride the power wand to where she lives in England? I was thinking more just via Google Earth. Google Earther. <laughs> Google Earth Charger. <laughs> okay, we've babbled enough. Oh, sure. Thank you all for listening. We love you. We and do. We hope that you got something positive out of this. I don't know how you couldn't. If you weren't, if you didn't, you weren't listening. Or you're dead inside. And that's okay, too. It's okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, NPCs can, can recover, too. They yeah. need love also. We, we love you. For who you are. Exactly. And who you could be, what your your potential is. Yeah. Um, and if you have any suggestions for guests, we get lots of, uh, lots or a good deal of our guests. Yes. Uh, or suggestions from listeners or Patreon members. Uh, you can contact us at the Melt Podcast at protonmail.com or hunter muse at protonmail.com. And I will email you back if you write me thank you very much to all the people who reach out to me all the one or two of you who do 
Better on break in between Better on semesters. Break. Yep, exactly. Um, and I want to give a special shout out, even though they don't want us to mention them by name. I will mention them by initial um, M and D. We love you so much, and we thank you for all of your suggestions. You all, you two always give us really great uh rabbit holes to go down and we just think you are two phenomenal humans and we just want to send a special shout out to you and you know who you are put that near bong and smoke it don't do it (laughs) don't do the crime if you can't do the time anyway all right now we're really babbling yes exactly we need to eat yeah thank you all for listening and uh, as always there's fantastic things coming your way yeah wild wildness high strangeness all right take care people Meow. to hear the full-length version of this episode get access to exclusive and early episodes and participate in our monthly zoom meetups for as little as three dollars per month just click the patreon link in the episode notes or visit patreon.com slash the melt podcast Contributing financially will help to make this podcast my full-time gig that I can devote more time to and allow me to create more content. Other ways of contributing would be giving us a favorable review or rating wherever you get your podcasts, subscribing to us on YouTube, spreading the word wherever you and your tribe congregate, or just by sending us your positive thoughts and intentions. In a quantumly intertwined and holographic multiverse, These also go a long way. Thank you.